Hey there, you're listening to Miss Middlesex, a podcast of stories told in the midst of things. If that description is too vague, stick around and listen. It'll get clear. I'm your host, Debbie Talley, and today's episode takes us to the middle of nowhere. Don't worry, we'll find our way back by the end of the episode. One thing about me, I love, love, love Halloween. I love this time of year. Fall is football weather. It's pumpkins and Halloween and the smell of cinnamon and vanilla and roasted marshmallows. It's the vibrant colors of autumn leaves, burnt orange, yellow, red, brown. And it's the taste of vanilla chai tea and a steaming bowl of chili. It's when you bring out cozy blankets and you take road trips when you feel that little snap of chill in the air. Have you ever been on a trip, though, to the middle of nowhere? There's actually a place in the U.S. It's Nowhere, Oklahoma in Caddo County. I don't know the population there because there's no census information available. So there's also another place. The middle of nowhere in the U.S. is actually Glasgow, Montana. It's the middle of nowhere, according to the Washington Post. The Washington Post calculated distances across the U.S. from every populated area to the furthest point where it wasn't populated. And at about four and a half hours from population, Glasgow, Montana, in the northeastern part of the state, was named the middle of nowhere. Geographically, however, the middle of the contiguous United States is Lebanon, Kansas. And speaking of Kansas, there's no place like home. I was born in Kansas, near Wichita, which is actually where Dorothy Gale from The Wizard of Oz is from. And The Wizard of Oz is one of my child, favorite childhood scary movies, even though it absolutely terrified me. The Wicked Witch of the West terrified me as a child. Coincidentally, I'm on the final chapter of The Wicked Witch of the West, which is a book by Gregory Maguire. And Maguire tells the backstory of The Wicked Witch of the West. And I think that she was largely misunderstood. She's definitely not as wicked as I was led to believe in the movie. She's definitely green. Uh, And this year for Halloween, in her honor, I'm going to dress as Alfaba, green skin and all. But back to Kansas, in the middle of nowhere. There's also a cartoon that was done in the 90s by John R. Dilworth. And that cartoon features a pink dog and his owners. It's Courage the Cowardly Dog. They lived in Kansas. Uh, His family is an elderly couple named Eunice and Muriel Bagg. They live in an isolated farmhouse in a dusty, barren, red, desert-like town, and they run into plenty of nightmarish creatures, which actually Courage the Dog manages to deal with even though he's pretty cowardly. I can't believe this was a children's cartoon for as creepy as it is. As a matter of fact, the opening shot of the cartoon features a one-story ramshackle farmhouse next to a creaky wooden windmill. It's set on a parched red desert landscape. And you can just expect or sense that a tumbleweed is about, to, is about to blow across your field of vision. Interestingly, it's said that the inspiration for that house is a farmhouse in the middle of a vast desert in southwestern New Mexico. That town has a population of about 6,500 people, and it's called Truth or Consequences. It's located about 150 miles from El Paso. It's 150 miles from Albuquerque and also 150 miles from Roswell, New Mexico. So in addition to its name, the town is reportedly strange. I haven't been there, so I can't really tell you whether that's true or not, but it does sound pretty quaint. So here's some things about that town. 
The town, it's well known for its many mineral baths. And in the 1930s, there were about 40 natural hot spring spas in town. There were only 75 residents then, so it was one spa for every couple. Pretty cool. It was called Hot Springs back then, actually. In 1950, there was a show called Truth or Consequences. It was a radio show, and there was a contest. The MC at that time was named Ralph Edwards. And he said if, if there was a town out there that wanted free publicity, all they had to do was change the name of their town to Truth or Consequences. And Hot Springs said, yeah, let's do it. So they applied to have their name changed and they were chosen. And that name was announced on April Fool's Day. For 50 years after that, Ralph Edwards visited the town every year in May and there was a fiesta thrown. They used to celebrate that all the time. Also, which isn't weird or creepy, but you know, they celebrated the change of their name. Cool. Stephen King is said to hold the keys to the city. November 19th is supposed to be Stephen King Day, which seems fitting for a place where the graveyard has tombstones that are facing the wrong way. I didn't know this, but apparently gravestones are supposed to face whatever access points there are to the cemetery. Instead, the ones in um, Truth or Consequences face the other way. They're turning their back. The land around Truth or Consequences was once at the bottom of a sea. So the flat desert basin that's there now was formed after the sea receded. During that time, it was named Jornada del Muerto, or Journey of the Dead Man. So the Journey of the Dead Man is actually on its way to Spaceport America, and that's the world's first purpose-built commercial spaceport. Uh, it's an active rocket launching test site, and it's located adjacent to White Sands Missile Range, which I've been to, and that's pretty cool. But it's kind of mysterious around there. Like The promise of Spaceport is commercial space flight, which they really haven't delivered on uh, yet. And we all know that in that area, there's a lot of UFO sightings, if you believe in UFOs. And remember, I said that the inspiration for Coward, Cour wait, Courage the Cowardly Dog cartoon is based on this place. So whether it's urban legend or a combination of truth and imagination, this is also said to be the place where an elderly couple lived in a farmhouse with their dog. The couple reported seeing strange paranormal incidents, including seeing a mysterious creature of Navajo lore. And soon after reporting the sign, the couple disappeared without a trace leaving only the dog behind, and the house, of course. The question is, was the mysterious creature actually a man by the name of David Parker Ray? The toy box killer? David Parker Ray lived in the area. He's only seven miles north of Truth or Consequences. He's suspected, he is suspected of murdering as many as 60 people from Arizona and New Mexico, though many of the bodies have not been found. He kidnapped, then tortured and raped, raped women in his soundproof trailer that he called his toy box. A suspected serial killer, he is said to have murdered most of his victims. In one case, posing as a police officer, Ray accused a woman of prostitution, and after handcuffing her, he took her to his trailer where he tortured and raped her. So it's sickening to know that somebody as sick and evil as Ray preyed on so many people in this small town but some believe that Ray could have been a skinwalker, the legendary New Mexico skinwalker. According to legend, a skinwalker is an entity. They are said to sometimes have human-like characteristics. And some of these entities become obsessed with human 
with humans and human characteristics, for example, beauty or wisdom. And they'll stalk their prey, befriend them, and then lure them away to to convert them into another skinwalker or possess them. So the conversion conveys whatever special gift their victim had, which is why they want them. And supposedly, they don't always limit their victims to humans, but they are harmful witches that possess or disguise themselves. One reported sighting describes the entity as sitting in the road, the body of a human, the head of a dog, smoking a cigarette. So what does this even have to do with that elderly couple who lived in the deserted farmhouse? Well, urban legend has it that there's no better place in the middle of nowhere for a skinwalker to be. And what better prey than a nice elderly couple? And that elderly couple may have joined the ranks of skinwalkers themselves, sparing their dog to guard the house. Kind of like Courage the Cowardly Dog. Scary, right? Being in the middle of nowhere can be really scary. But on the brighter side, being in the middle of nowhere could have its silver lining. I found this great quote. Sometimes you find yourself in the middle of nowhere, and sometimes in the middle of nowhere you find yourself. There's something about being in the middle of nowhere that lets your mind wander. That without the clutter and busy thoughts and stress gives your brain space to dream and think. These moments reveal the real possibilities. They reveal the you that gets lost in the everyday busyness. As a middle child, I often think that I'm going everywhere and nowhere all at once. But as I was planning this episode, I was reminded of something a great leader once said. His name is Charles Corbell. He was the CEO of a company called Clark American when I worked there a bunch of years ago. He's retired now, but he loved Halloween as much as I do, even maybe more than I do. What I loved about Charles is that he was so personable and warm and thoughtful. He remembered your name and your children's names and little things about them. He was all about the people that worked for him and the people that worked for the company. He had focus, he had excellent listening skills, and of course he cared. He once said that if he ever wanted to remember what was important at any moment, all he had to do was look down and see where his feet were and that's where he would be focused. That's where he would give his time without distraction. And that is the opposite of nowhere. It's actually now, and it's actually here. Which is what you would have if you take that compound word nowhere and separate the words just a little differently. So that's what I got for now. That's what I got for this episode. I wanna thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please take a moment to rate the episode. And if you wanna hear more, please hit follow or like or subscribe. If you have a story you want to share, please email me at missmiddlesis at gmail.com. And if you want to be a part of some Miss Middlesis discussion stuff, join the Miss Middlesis Facebook group. You can also find me on Instagram. I'll be posting some of my favorite fall photos there and would love to see yours there too. Till next time.